بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وإمام المتقين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وبعد فيقول الله جل وعلا في محكم التنزيل بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال إنما اتخذتم من دون الله أوثانا مودة بينكم في الحياة الدنيا ثم يوم القيامة يكفر بعضكم ببعض ويلعن بعضكم بعضا ومأواكم النار وما لكم من ناصرين صدق الله العلي المولان العظيم شمائة المسلمين in respect of the sinners السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته all praises are due to Allah رب العزة والجلال our creator sustainer Nadisha provider and protector Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has created this world and everything in it and placed it as, at the disposal and for the use of mankind. And Allah jalla wa'ala who has created you and I for the akhirah and the year after. Therefore Allah jalla wa'ala says huwa It is he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala khalaqa who has created lakum for you ma fil ardi whatever is in this world jami'a all of it. And therefore, Jama'at al-Muslimin, we see Allah is made subservient to mankind and put at the disposal and the use of mankind everything in this world. Nothing is used like man use, nobody uses the resources of this world like humanity and mankind. Nobody. It is mankind who mines metal from the ground and from it he makes vehicles and conveyances. Some travel on the road, others float on the sea and others fly in the sky, all made from the same metal. We haven't seen a, a monkey flying a, a plane, or a baboon driving a car, or anybody else taking the metal from this earth. Who has placed it there? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who has made it soft for mankind and pliable, that humanity might be able to use it? Allah jalla wa ala. Who has granted man the intellect to be able to take metal and turn it into a vehicle, or turn it into a ship, or manufacture an aeroplane and make it fly and float and drive. Allah Rabbul Izzati Wal Jalal. Not for anybody else. Allah says, Khalaqa lakum. Allah has created for you ma fil ardi. Everything in this world. So what we see of this world has been put there and placed there by Allah to be at the service of mankind. You and I, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you and I for the akhirah. And therefore Allah says on the other hand, خلق الموت Allah has created death والحياة and life ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا that Allah might test you whom of you will do the best of actions. Allah has seen to your rizq and Allah has seen to your sustenance. Allah has put out how much sustenance you are going to get, how much morsels of food you are going to eat, how much sips of liquid and beverage you are going to drink. That has been put out by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All your efforts will not increase it in any way. And no matter what happens, it will not be diminished in any way. Therefore, your sustenance searches for you more than death searches for you. Meaning you cannot die until you have completed your quota of sustenance and risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created the world for you and I. And Allah jalla wa has created you and I for the akhirah. So whilst we are living in this world, we are like ships floating on an ocean. And we are crossing this ocean. If, and the ocean is like this world. It will keep us afloat as long as we don't allow too much of the water into the ship. If we allow, if any captain allows too much water onto his ship, because a ship is not a submarine, then it will sink. Because there's too much water in the ship. 
But if it floats on top of the water, it will reach its destination. The same is the example of a believer. You and I, we are traveling to the Akhirah. And every day and every second is taking us closer to the Akhirah and Qiyamah, the year after. Qiyamah, the day of resurrection, the day of accountability, Yawmul Hisab. If you are going to live in this world and utilize what Allah has given us in this world to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we are floating towards Jannah and our destination which we want. On the other hand, if we become so engrossed in this world and this world consumes us and overtakes us, and I ignore my Fajr, Dhuhr, Asr, Maghrib and Isha, Jumu'ah comes and Jumu'ah goes. And I want to please my desires. I become enslaved by my whims and fancies. Then it's like that ship as it is floating, it's taking on water and taking on more water. A time is going to come when that balance is no longer there and that ship instead of floating above the water will sink under the water. So Allah has created us for the Akhirah. We are living in this world, using of this world to earn the Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore we have to be careful what we take on board and with us in this world. Only enough for us to earn the pleasure of Allah Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. And now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us this wonderful and mubarak and blessed month of Ramadan, alhamdulillah. A month of the multiplication of good deeds. A month where whole day we remain in the ibadah and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whole day. A worship that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of. Why? Because siyam and fasting is abstinence. We are staying away from something. And nobody else knows that truly besides Allah jalla wa ala. And therefore when we fast, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows those who are fasting whole day. Allah knows the hunger that they go through. Allah knows the sacrifice that they are making. And only Allah jalla wa ala will reward for that fasting. Therefore, Jama'at al-Muslimin, it is a wonderful and beautiful opportunity for us to revive ourselves and for us to gain the happiness of Allah and the rahmah and the mercy of Allah, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal. We send salawat and salams, greetings and salutations upon the beloved of Allah, your beloved and my beloved, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal made fasting compulsory in the second year of, of Hijrah. This is 15 years after Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came with the, came with the message, message of Tawheed, the message of the oneness of Allah, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So therefore fasting was not made compulsory in Makkah al-Mukarramah. It was only afterwards, towards the last years of the life of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Makkah al-Mukarramah, that fasting became compulsory, that, that salah became compulsory. And after moving to Madinat al the first year, the second year, then the battle of Badr took place. And that was the first year that fasting became compulsory upon the believers. And that was the first Eid that was sacrificed in Madinah to Munawwara. Therefore, we should appreciate this wonderful deen of Allah Rabbul Isati wal Jalal. And to our mothers and sisters out there, Jama'at Muslimin, in many of our masajid, the Sunnah of reciting the whole Qur'an in Salatul Taraweeh is being implemented and being practiced upon Alhamdulillah. A great sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to recite Qur'an often and a lot. And in the month of Ramadan, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would recite the Qur'an to Jibreel, the angel who brought the Qur'an. And therefore it was the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Therefore we also should have high intentions and noble intentions. I'm going to finish two, three, five, seven, 10, 20 khatams of the Holy Quran. And this is not a fairy tales, Jama'at al-Muslimin. We don't have to look at each other in disbelief. 
Van wat praat die imam dan nou? Ik tel je in zijn Koran opie. Waar gaat ik deetig keer die Koran badja? Het is een fairy tale, jamaat muslimin. I read one message now the other day. When a sheikh was asked, how are we going to be able to achieve what our forefathers achieved with regards to the Koran? How are we going to be able to recite 15, 20, 30 khatams of the Holy Quran? So the Shaykh replied, if you treat the Quran, if you treat the Quran like you treat your cell phone, you'll finish more khatams than that. You wake up and you check the phone. You go to sleep and you check the phone. You sit all day and you check the phone. Now imagine all that time that goes into a phone. All the time chatting to each other. Imagine all the time he's taken out and recite the Quran. Imagine half the time he's taken out and recite the Quran. And what benefit have you gotten from that phone, Jama'at Muslimin? What benefit? How much lies have come through to us on our phone? One of our sites that he gave, a, he gave us advices, and all his advices was Shaykh Sulaiman Shukshi, Hafidahullah wa Ra'a, Allah grant him a long life in the obedience of Allah. He says that the least that you can do with regards to your cell phone is that if a message comes to your cell phone, it stops at your phone and you don't send it further on. That's the least that you can do. Something unverified. You are the winner of 200 million rand. So winner of 200 million rand. So let the message at least stop with your phone. But leave that Jama'at Muslimin. Imagine the, we treat the Quran like we treated our phones. And we open the Quran all the time. And we carry the Quran with us all the time. Do we know how much care a phone takes Jama'at Muslimin? Do we know how much care we take of our phones? We buy the phone. Or we get it on contract. And then we buy a cover for the phone. The cover on top, a thin glass cover, so you don't damage the screen. Then you buy the back cover for the phone, so if it drops, it's not going to get hurt. Then you get waterproof phones also nowadays. Then Jama'at Muslimin, a phone does not operate on its own. You have to charge the phone every day, every second day. So we make sure that the phone goes out on one place and it's put in the charger, and for half an hour, hour, two hours, three hours, the phone is charged. Then when we keep it, in our pockets, we make sure it's in such a pocket that the phone is not going to get hurt and it's not going to get damaged. And if we need the phone a lot, then we buy ourselves a battery bank. So on the go, I can plug it in and charge it again. So much I'm using the phone. And if the phone is giving you four or five hours of looking at the screen, then that is the amount of time we spend looking at our phones. Now this is no fatwa on whether a phone is halal or haram, no. This is a question I should ask myself and all of us should ask ourselves how much time do I spend looking at the Quran and how much time do I spend with my phone? If I'm doing business, well, that's totally understandable. I'm following my family, totally understandable. But if I'm Googling and I'm WhatsApping and I'm Instagramming and I'm doing this, that and the other, then definitely recitation of the Quran is far better than that. Allah is going to reward us for Instagram. Allah is going to reward us for WhatsApp. Allah is going to reward us for sending messages around. Or is Allah going to reward us for every half of the Qur'an? So the question is, what is better? Where do I want to spend my time and my life? How the pious and the salafus salihun, they could recite so much Qur'an, for they look after that Qur'an. They carried that Qur'an with them. They memorized the Qur'an, and they recited it day in and day out. It became their friend. You could see them reciting the Qur'an day in and day out. Today we have become friends of our phones, Jama'at Muslimin, and sometimes enslaved by the phone. If we get the phone, we drive back to go get the phone. If we get the Qur'an, and then we don't drive back to go get the Qur'an. Therefore, we should compare the two, understand which is more beloved to Allah, which is more rewarding, which will bring about contentment in the heart. This is the month 
of the Quran, the month of the revelation of the Quran. Therefore, Jama'at Muslimin, let us become familiar with the Quran. The Quran are for yourselves and not for yourselves. If it remains in the shelf, it is only there as, a, as an ornament. It is window dressing that the Quran is over there. But when you recite the Quran, then the Quran is alive, Jama'at Muslimin. Therefore, many of our mashaykh have encouraged us, recite the Quran often. Here is the month of the Quran. Take the Quran, recite the Quran. Make time in your homes that the Quran is being recited. And therefore, Jama'at Muslimin, uh, the comparisons can be made, and many comparisons can be made, without even going into the question of halal or haram. Just a comparison, if we leave the phone one side and then we take the flat screen that there is nowadays, compare the flat screen to your Qur'an. Not only in the month of Ramadan, in the month of Ramadan, it must be off totally off, leave it one side. No matter what channel, you've, you've got time, time for that Jama'at Muslimin. We're wasting our time. Our time and our lives are being wasted. Why? Because we are looking at screens all the time. What about the Qur'an? Deen, the deen of Allah is going to come alive, not through screens. The deen of Allah has never come alive through screens. The deen of Allah comes alive with practicing the deen of Allah. With a father that recites the Quran. With a mother that recites the Quran. With a house wherein the Quran is being recited. That's how the deen of Allah Jalla Wala comes alive. Allah Jalla Wala sent Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with success in this world and the year after. And that lies in practicing the deen of Allah. Amalun nas. Allah Jalla Wala always says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Those who have iman and they do good deeds. Therefore, Jama'at Muslimin, take the Qur'an, recite the Qur'an, love the Qur'an, practice upon the Qur'an, teach your children the Qur'an, every harf and every letter Allah Jalla Wala rewards. Therefore, Jama'at Muslimin, I encourage myself and each and every one of us, let us practice on the Qur'an and love the Qur'an and recite the Qur'an. And Tamaf Jama'at Muslimin, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Or if I haven't started my khatam of the Holy Quran, or what happened the day before, that is gone, Jama'at Muslimin. We have today and tomorrow and whatever life of life Allah Jalla Wala gives us, let us take the Quran and make the Quran beloved to us. Let us make our children hafiz of the Holy Quran. We must become people of the Quran. It is the miracle of Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We will just do a hadith this morning, inshallah, Aziz. Sayyidina Burara radiallahu ta'ala, and he says, Qala Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I said, the message of Allah. Thalathatun. There are three kinds of people. La turaddu da'watuhum. Their du'as are not turned away by Allah. Meaning they, their du'as and their supplications are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one. As-sa'imu hina yuftiru. As-sa'im. The fasting person. Hina yuftiru. When he's about to make iftar. When he's about to buka. When he's about to break his fast. La turaddu. That du'as are turned away by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dua Jama'at Muslimin, if a person goes to a bank and I've got no money in the bank, I can go to the ATM, I can go to the teller, I can take out a checkbook, nothing's going to happen. Okay, they'll give you an interest because they want more money back from you, but besides that now nothing's going to happen because there's no money in the bank. Dua Jama'at Muslimin, on the other hand, everything lies in the treasures of Allah. Khaza'inullah, mamlu'ah, the, the treasures of Allah are filled. You have a blank checkbook. All you have to do is write what you want in the checkbook. That is dua. You want health. Who can give health? Allah Jalla Wa'ala. So who do we have to ask for health? Allah Jalla Wa'ala. 
It's a blank checkbook and the bank is full. All you and I have to do is ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah grant me my health, oh Allah grant strength, grant me tilawat of the Quran, accept the fast of Ramadan. All we have to do is beg from Allah and ask from Allah. Dua is the blank check of a believer and the treasures of Allah are full to capacity. Whatever you want, beg from Allah. So salatatun, there are three kinds of people. La turadu da'watuhum. Their dua and supplications are never turned away. Asa'imuhina yuftiru. The fasting person when he makes iftar. Wal imamul adilu. And a an imam, a leader of a, of a people, al-adilu, who is, who serves them with justice and is righteous with, in their regard. This, this refers to the imam of a, of a people, meaning the, the, the leader of a country, the amiru meaning al-imam al-adilu. Wa-da'watul-mazloom, and the da'wa and the dua of a person who is oppressed. يَرْفَعُهَا اللَّهُ فَوْقَ الْغَمَامِ Allah lifts that dua above the clouds وَتُفْتَحُ لَهَا أَبْوَابُ السَّمَاءِ And Allah opens up the doors of the heavens for such a dua, supplication وَيَقُولُ رَبُّ And Allah Jalla wa'ala says وَعِزَّتِي وَجَلَالِي I swear by my honor and my might لَأَنْسُرَنَّكَ I will definitely assist you وَلَوْ بَعْدَ حِينٍ Even if it be after a while Therefore Jama'at al-Muslimin in this month of Ramadan let us turn to Allah in dua Whatever you need, whatever you want whether it is of the Akhirah, the year after or of this dunya Ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Pray your salah, beg from Allah Recite the Quran These are the deeds which weigh heavily in our scales on the day of Qiyamah Allah forgive your and my shortcomings Allah make us lovers of the Holy Quran Reciters of the Holy Quran Of those who practice upon the Holy Quran Allah make us of those who supplicate And make dua to Allah frequently Allah accept our duas And grant us such lies Which earn us the Jannah of Allah Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen Subhanallah wa bihamdihi Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayka My radio station Your radio station our radio station, the voice of the Cape.